Welcome to Vinyl Connection. Um, we're going to do a, another vinyl review today. This is the series we're going to get into mostly with the Vinyl Connection podcast. If you listen to a couple weeks ago, I did the latest Ghost release in Para. I uh, hope you got a chance to listen to that and hope you enjoyed it. Um, last week, I was down and out sick, so... Didn't get to record one of these. Going to try to do this weekly um, and see where it goes. So for today's album review, we've got The Pretty Reckless, Going to Hell. It is their second full-length album. It just was released for the first time to vinyl a few weeks ago, I believe, was the release date. I did the pre-order on it. Um, I've given it a couple of listens, I've made some notes, and I'd like to talk to you about this record, and I guess you'll make a decision whether you should run out and buy it or not, and I'll give you my opinion. Um, so, Pretty Reckless, Going to Hell, standard black vinyl, um, purchased this from Amazon, again, not going to apologize for that, I received the auto rip of this, which is the digital copy um, for buying this from Amazon and also what you will find occasionally with Amazon is I received a bonus track edition of the digital album here uh, which is kind of cool um, the album itself um, does not have some of these bonus tracks so it's it's kind of a nice perk there was no digital card inside uh, that's going to probably unfortunately be the case Oh, with a good 85% of the reviews, I'm going to imagine, especially these newer ones. Um, I am starting to make some notes. I listened to my Metallica Black Album reissue last night, made some notes. So I think we'll be doing that one coming up soon. So as I sit and have a nice listening session of records, I'm going to make some notes. I'm old school. I've got a little notebook where I've got information written down, sort of a template of what kind of things I'm looking for. So we will go through. Uh, down the line, my wife has suggested that I record these and maybe do a YouTube thing. I don't know. It would be kind of nice because I, I do have the album in front of me. I did not have the Ghost album in front of me. I'm sort of learning my way as we go here. So I do have the album in hand. Uh, we're going to go through it at some point. Maybe we'll get some recording going on. You can see my, my fat mug on here showing you the actual record we're talking about. Uh, not to mention I'm in the middle of a vinyl reorganization project. I'm upstairs in my home office. I work from home and I also have my second turntable set up up in this room and I have records everywhere. I'm just sort of uh, reorganizing, resorting, redistributing how I have my records laid out because I have records upstairs and downstairs. I have records everywhere. I have just over 400 records and I, I follow a lot of folks on Instagram and if you're inclined, Final Connection is on Instagram. Um, I don't post as much as I should. I try to post what I'm playing occasionally. Um, but I follow a lot of folks on Instagram and it's amazing the people that have these, they have this wonderful record rooms filled with 10,000 records. I just, I don't even know where you would begin on a Saturday night or 
In my case, today Sunday, uh, April 3rd. I'm planning on having a bit of a what I would call a marathon day for me. It probably ends up being I get four records in by the time I'm stopping and doing stuff with the kids and blah, blah, blah. So, anyway, without any further ado, let's actually get into this record review. Pretty reckless, going to hell, um, reissue, um, very nice. I will say this, it's a single record, 45 minutes and 16 seconds. I like to give the runtime just because, as I mentioned in the last podcast, it's, it's kind of good to know, uh, depending on your opinion on compression and whether things should be doubles or singles. So again, at 45 minutes, we're probably pushing the the boundaries, but there's a, a lot of your records out now are going to be singles. They're going to be in this 45-minute 40, time frame. Uh, we start pushing much past that. Not that I'm not going to buy that. I didn't. Have, there were no other options to buy a double, but there are some albums out there. Uh, the Pantera records come in my, to mind for me. Uh, there are some singles out there, but uh, for the most part, I would want doubles on those. I believe I mentioned that last week. Um, but there's other there's others you'll run across that you're going to kind of wish maybe somebody had put out a double. But for this record, 45 minutes, 16 seconds, it's a single. It's fine. Um, get this out. Uh, wait, you know, I... We'll tell, trying to tell you whether they're the 180 gram or not, but it's not like I weigh the things. This feels to me like a standard weight, 140 gram, I believe is the standard weight. Um, and there's a lot of debate, you know, how much better 180 gram is. I'm not auto, audiophile to sit here and tell you whether my ears could pick that up. I do think with the, the heavier 180 gram, you maybe just get a more stable play, um, harder to warp, um, and they feel great. It feels nice. When you, when you snag 180-gram vinyl, there is that weightiness that, that makes you feel good. But uh, I, I certainly don't think it's any kind of deal breaker. Um, people, I don't think, are out there only collecting 180 grams. So this appears to be standard. 140 gram single vinyl black. Um, I'll tell you the spindle hole fit fine. Um, that's something I'm always going to talk about because I have run into a lot of times I'll have to enlarge the spindle hole with a flathead screwdriver. You'll hear me repeat a lot of this stuff over. I think they're good tips to have. Um, but uh, now, I've heard people complain about loose spindle holes. I don't think I've ever really had one where it was too big, where you felt the record was sort of moving around. Um, so, spindle hole was good. Um, as far as smooth edges, for the most part, yes, I, I ran it through my spin cleaner yesterday, and that's where I really, <laughs> your fingers will really tell you if there's some jaggedy edges. And I've had some records that have really raised hell with my fingertips. Pretty good. This is fairly smooth. I think there was one little bump. Again, this is kind of QC stuff. Maybe not going to affect your play, but uh, if you're going to make a decision on buying something, and I will tell you um, $22.98. I always like to try to give the price tag of what I spent. Um, $22.98 for this, because that, I mean, that's going to come into play. If you spend $35, $40 bucks for a record, 
and you start seeing issues with the spindle holes. Issue, you know, some of these little QCs issues may may add up to you saying, you know what, I, I don't think I want to go that far on on a substandard release. But so good spindle hole, nice edges. I will tell you one thing uh, that's really sweet for me. Uh, it's a single single vinyl. However, gatefold, which I just think is really nice. Uh, and we'll get into this. There are going to be some records I review that are doubles that do not have the gatefold. And that is going to be a big, big ding. Big no-no to me. Um, I'll just say right now, the Metallica Black Album I have is a double 180-gram vinyl. And it is not a gatefold. And you can see those record ring marks coming through. Uh, so that's a bit of a shame. So... Very sweet, nice gatefold, really nice gatefold if you like Taylor Momsen, um, the singer of Pretty Reckless. Um, so opens up a couple black and white pictures of her. Um, so yeah, very nice. So the, the gatefold, the, the record cover is very nice. Now, as far as uh, inserts, booklets, those kind of goodies, um, there really wasn't anything. The only thing there was... Um, is a, sort of a paper record sleeve, but it's nice. It has all the lyrics on one side. You flip the side, there's once again a picture of if you like Taylor Momsen, you're gonna enjoy that. Um, and it says a little in loving memory of our dear friend Lisa. I'm not sure who that is, I'd have to research that, but again, I'm just sort of going through this record as it's in my hands. I only, you know, I I like the rice paper lined inner record sleeves, so I always have a bunch of those on hand. Um, again, probably 90, good 90, maybe even higher, 95% of the time, you're going to get a paper sleeve. I like to change it out myself. I just, I don't know, I feel like those hard paper sleeves, I don't know, I just feel like they can scratch up your record personal preference i'm sure all this stuff that's coming is acid free and fine but for me i like to do the change out of the sleeves if i don't get a nice lined sleeve which you know sometimes you do get them and it's a nice surprise when you get a nice keepable sleeve i would say so as far as that presentation goes that's your your issues um as far as you know it wasn't warped Again, that's not really necessarily ever going to be indicative of the record itself. Maybe more of where you get it from, but I'm always going to just note that. And again, I got it on the day it was released, so it shouldn't have had any time to really sit anywhere stored incorrectly to where it could warp. But it's not warped. Um, when I opened it up, you know, it was pretty clean. Um, I always like to give them a quick clean you know always every record you put on you should have a velvet brush or a carbon fiber brush something to get that surface dust off i have both carbon fiber brush a vel velvet brush which is kind of my favorite um and then i have one of those tacky little like roller things and i'm telling you if you if you wonder if those are any good or not i would definitely go recommend you buy one um Especially if you're like me and you have dogs and cats and you 
put a record on that looks good and clean. You turn your back for two seconds to sip your beer. You turn around, there's three dog hairs on your record. It's like magnets. And those little rollers pick that stuff up. Oh, amazing. And they're they're washable. But, um, you know, for me, I'm probably about due. I'm, I'm going to buy a new one. And I also, while we're at it, I recommend the little gel um, stylus cleaner. Those are great. Really nice. Um, so so at any rate, always always give your record a clean. And by rights, I should give these new records. I have people say, well, you even clean, run your new brand new records through the cleaner? Absolutely. As mentioned on these other podcasts, the uh, pressing and the cutting of these records is a dirty process. You will have dust and fragments of the, you know, the vinyl, the plastic in these plants. They do a jo- try to do a good job being clean, but sometimes I've pulled records and they're just a shit show as far as particles and stuff on them. And in that case, they definitely get a wipe off and then run through the cleaner first. You don't want to grind all that stuff into the grooves further down. It'll cause surface noise and, and then also... You want to try to take care of your stylus. I have a Ortofon Blue. For me, I don't know, for a lot of folks, I guess that's entry-level stuff. For me, that's a pretty expensive piece of equipment for my budget, and I want to take care of it and make it last several years. So this case was pretty clean. I was pretty happy with that. Um, so on to sort of the sound quality review. I know a lot of folks complain about the reissues. They don't sound as good as they used to. Um, and that's fair, I think. But I don't think it's because they can't be made to sound great. I have some great sounding reissue vinyl. There's some vinyl that probably isn't so great. And somebody wanted to cash out and so it's shot a maybe not the highest resolution audio digital file to the mastering place and that's what they used and they pressed the record so but to say all reissues are garbage and don't sound like the old days i I don't know that that's necessarily fair or true Um, we'll get into some time i do have some targets on my list of things that i have um, you know, original and I, what I when I say original, I, I mean analog era. You know, pre digital. I don't know; they're not necessarily first pressings, but they're absolutely um, original era pressings. Is what I how I define it. And I would like to get some albums that I have original pressings and get the reissues and just kind of take the Pepsi challenge and see. I think that would be fun, uh, and it would probably make a really cool podcast. But as far as um, the sound quality goes, a uh, buddy of mine, Brian Stanko, he's he's the guy who got me into vinyl. Uh, we do a couple other podcasts together. We do Metal for Dummies podcast, which is hard rock and metal. The older we get, I question how hard and how metal <laughs> the stuff we listen to is. But that's that podcast. We actually are going to start kick off the new season hopefully soon. And we do a football podcast, but he's my best friend and we like to talk music and sports and that kind of stuff. And he's a big, big, pretty reckless fan. He's the one who got me turned on to them. 
Um, and he also has acquired this reissue, and he agrees. He thinks it's a really great sounding release, and I have to agree. And I listened to it again last night. I just, um, you know, again, not an audiophile, but it's the sound is nice and full. You know, bass and drums hit you. Um, just nice, well-rounded, full sound, I guess. Uh, you may use hear me use terms down the line, like maybe some releases are almost thin to me, like, I don't know, uh, just not mixed well, maybe, but you're not getting that full effect. Um, but this, it sounded great. Um, vocals sound great. Um, just very good sounding uh, record. Um, very pleased with it. Um, Again, I, I gave it two listens. It's really kind of sat and really gave it a good listen last night. And I'm um, very pleased with it. But um, So as far as that goes, I, I think, again, for 22 bucks, 23 bucks, um, you're getting a very nice sounding album. Um, so on to sort of the little content review and again we don't spend a ton of time on it because my guess is if you're looking at this record to buy you you're aware of what it's the sound songs are and, and you probably like it you're just trying trying to make the decision whether you should get it on vinyl but um that, you know but if not pretty reckless is a I'd call them a hard rock band. Um, really good, some bluesy stuff to it. Taylor Momsen is just an incredible singer. You, you would maybe know her from the Jim Carrey um, Grinch movie. She was Cindy Lou Who. So she actually quit acting, um, pursued the musical career. Very happy about that because they have a very good collection of, of a catalog, good catalog. Um, in fact, may give their latest record a spin today. It's in definitely in contention for one of my albums of the year for 2021, um, Death by Rock and Roll. Great album. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just one of the few, to me, true rock bands left. And, and that's me getting old and being that guy I used to kind of laugh at that is, listens more to stuff that came out years and years ago than am, am into the current stuff. I try to keep into some of the current stuff and there's definitely some good bands out there, but I just, this is a rock and roll band folks and they do it all. Um, you know, fast paced rockers, ballads. Uh, again, Taylor Momsen's vocal range is incredible. She can sing any kind of song you'd want. Um, just great. I mean, I'm not going to go through the track listing. I mean, but it's it's good. It's a great mixture of 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 like I said, rockers and some slow house on the hill. Um, maybe my favorite. Um, pretty reckless song. It's a slower song. Uh, vocals are just amazing. Love the lyrics to it. Um, they they sometimes throw you back a little bit. Almost to me, they they almost. Maybe not entire songs, but parts of songs remind me of like the sixties, '60s, '60s rock bands and stuff. And I, I mean that in the best possible way because I love a lot of that stuff. Um, but they're just a really um, 
good band. They're a good band. I know they they got some popularity. They're not just some underground band, but um, yeah, they're just one of the true, really true rock bands that's going. They're not. I don't know. You, you kind of get that cookie cutter rock that's uh, on the radio that you hear, and this is definitely not that. Um, so. If for some reason you're listening to this review and you were just looking for something new to pick up and for whatever reason never got into the Pretty Reckless or whatever, uh, absolutely would recommend that you check this out. At the very least, it's too easy these days. You go to iTunes or wherever and you can listen to minute-long clips, samples, and you'll get a feel at least for what they sound like. So at the very least, do yourself a favor and get that far and see what you think. Um, I think you'd be pleased with it. So that is my vinyl record review for The Pretty Reckless, Going to Hell. Um, you know, luckily of the 400 records, now a lot of the records I've, especially when I first started, I would go to the, the, the record shops and rifle through the used bins and I would, you know, oh, that's a dollar, that's two dollars. And I was just stocking up. And but I have a lot of great stuff that probably doesn't get played that I didn't pay hardly anything for. But I will say through this whole series of reviews of the 400 plus records I have, there's probably not going to be, I guess I've been lucky I don't know, there's, there may be a few, a small handful where I'm going to say, well, for the price, I'm kind of on the fence whether if I had to do it over again, I'd get it or, or whatever. But for the most part, I'm happy with the stuff I've bought. I've been lucky, I guess. But um, So there probably aren't going to be too many scathing reviews. But um, I'm in, I enjoy doing this. It gives me something to do for 25 minutes. And hopefully you're enjoying them. Uh, if you are listening and you want to leave a comment on iTunes or um, Spotify or wherever you listen to this. Uh, you want to have a suggestion. If I have the record, I'll happily uh, give it a review. Um, other than that, I'm probably next week's review will probably be Spine Shank, The Height of Callousness. That just came out Friday. I've given it a couple listens, uh, probably give it a couple more. And uh, it was either going to be that or this pretty reckless. So that's probably on deck for next week. Unless for some reason somebody actually listens to this thing and gives me a suggestion. And if you do, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, so I'm Munch. Until next time, spin them if you got them. <laughs> <laughs>